0: Welcome to the Career Ready Podcast. Learn about resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn, interviewing, and all the things you need to be career ready with the Career Services Center at College of DuPage. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle Malik. Later in today's episode, you will hear my interview with Melissa Schertz, the Interim Manager for the Career Services Center at College of DuPage
1: and I'm another one of your hosts, Pierre Michaels. I will end the episode sharing details about a great resource called Ask Jan. But first, let's take a listen to Michelle's interview focused on job seeking with a disability.
0: Hello to all of our listeners today. Um, We have a special guest with us to talk to you about how to approach the job search process if you have a disability. Melissa Schertz, our interim manager in Career Services, will be providing guidance to our listeners. Melissa, thank you so much for being here today and welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So with our first question, we ask all of our guests this. Um, Before we get started, can you provide a quick introduction or as we would like to say your elevator pitch? Sure. So I've been
2: a part of the Career Services Center at College of DuPage for a little over 10 years now as a career specialist and currently interim manager. Um, I'm also a CRC, which is a certified rehabilitation counselor. Um, And so I work with students with and without disabilities navigating career readiness and the job search. Um, I have a passion for helping students toward their short-term
0: and long-term career goals. Wonderful, thank you. I think you'll be a lot of help today then. <laughs> with I hope your, so. Yeah, with your background and everything. Um, so let's get to our next question. Um, there are a lot of important reasons why job seekers with a disability should be a part of the workforce, but there are even a few that make it required. So can you provide a quick snapshot of the laws that drive this work? Sure, first and foremost,
2: I do want to mention I am not a legal expert. So I just like to provide this information Purely for educational purposes, and so that individuals with disabilities can make, um, an informed decision for themselves as they enter and navigate uh, the workforce and the job market. Um, First off, there's the ADA, so the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, which prevents discrimination um, on the basis of a disability, along with the Rehab Act of 73, which pertains to private sector employers. Um, And this is a huge untapped talent pool um, that, you know, can bring a lot of value to the workforce.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good to know the laws for disability inclusion to make sure that everybody, again, does feel included um, and feels prepared when they're going into the job search, for sure. Um, So are there any core terms you want to make sure that our listeners are aware of related to this topic? Sure. So
2: a common term that will come up is reasonable accommodation. So individuals must first be qualified to perform the essential functions of a job with or without a reasonable accommodation. Um, you may come across that in applications. Um, employers might have that statement. So a reasonable accommodation is any sort of adjustment that, um, you know, improves access and when we talk about reasonable that you know means that it's not going to be super expensive or mm-hmm. cause a an- what's also called undue hardship. So that's another term. Um, Undue hardship would be um, an accommodation, for example, that would be a large or a significant cost for the employer. But in actuality, on average, most accommodations can be made in under $500, which may sound like a lot to you or me. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, keeping an employee and um, retaining that employee, that is actually not that much um, for an employer in the long term. Um, another term I already kind of threw out there was essential functions of the job. Um, so these are those responsibilities that are um, really what give the job purpose, why it exists. Um, so that's you know important to know. And then going back to the qualifications, you know, the minimum education, the skill set, the level of experience, all of those requirements do need to be met by um, a candidate um, to be considered for the position.
0: Yeah. And again, I think it's important to also talk about that terminology. I've gotten so many questions from clients about reasonable accommodations, how to even disclose if they need an accommodation. So this is going to be really helpful for our listeners. Good. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Um, So our next question is, it's my understanding that there was a big change in 2014. Can you explain the change and what job seekers should expect because of this change? Sure. So prior to 2014,
2: um, employers could not ask anything about disability status or inquire about that. Um, In 2014, there was a change to the Rehab Act, um, which again is for private sector employers. Um, This change is to encourage an increase of hiring and recruiting individuals with disabilities because um, the unemployment rate for individuals with disabilities is so high. And so, this change um, was to implement a survey so that these employers could start surveying candidates, their current employees, to determine are they making, you know, recruitment efforts to finding qualified individuals with disabilities. Um, so that was a big change because job seekers were caught off guard if they weren't aware of this mm-hmm. because the survey um, was added to applications. And so now this survey was presented that would ask, do you have a disability? Yes, no, no choose not to answer, which is a very drastic change to before where employers couldn't ask anything. Um, So this form, however, is purely what we refer to as self-ID. It is not a disclosure form. Disclosure is where you would share more information. Um, It's purely optional too. So if someone were to answer that form or put yes on that form, or whatever the answer is, it should be routed um, to whoever the EEOC officer or compliance officer is in the human resources department and not a part of the hiring decision. Um, So it's a standard form. Um, It cannot be changed by the employers. It is provided
0: um, by the EEOC to these private sector employers. Yeah, I know I've definitely seen that pop up and it it surprised me too when it started popping up and I didn't expect it to be there. So I think it's good for applicants to know that that will be a part of the application process, but it doesn't determine, you know, how far they move along in the process. Correct. Yeah, it should not be a part of the decision. It's also...
2: Um, While it's there in the application process, if an individual chooses not to answer, they may have the opportunity in the future. So sometimes individuals might just choose not to answer um, at a certain time and then once they get more comfortable with the employer in the future maybe they find out more about their disclosure um, process and accommodation process they might feel more comfortable answering Mm -hmm. yes down the road Um, the information is purely for reporting so Mm -hmm. it's so those companies can report they have an aspirational goal of increasing their workforce um, by of seven consisting of seven percent of individuals with disabilities and so they have to report And if they don't meet um, that 7%, then they have to, you know, justify why and risk a federal audit. So that's the motivation there. Um, But they will also survey their current employees and they um, are supposed to every so often. So they might once a year or once every five years.
0: Okay. That's good to know, though, that applicants can always go back and take that survey again if they choose to. Yeah. So if a person decides to disclose their disability, when are some opportunities for this to happen? Sure. Well,
2: first off, it's a personal choice. Um, Individuals may choose to never disclose. It kind of depends on the situation. Um, I like to say that if you meet a person with a disability, you've met one person with a disability, Mm -hmm. every experience is different. Um, And that might even vary from employer to employer. Um, Individuals might choose to disclose before the interview, for example, if they want to make sure the interview setting will be accessible. Um, Individuals might choose to disclose during an interview if they feel like it's better for them to be able to respond in the interview and bring like their whole self to that interview Um, and they just want to kind of have a weight off their shoulders. Others might choose to disclose after an opportunity has been offered or a job has been offered, which in that scenario, typically they're a little safer, um, safer protected, I guess, from discrimination. Um, It shouldn't happen at all. Um, But if you're offered a job and disclose and then the offer is rescinded, well, then, you know, that raises some red flags. But if you disclose beforehand and were never offered the job. We don't know if that was ultimately the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, others might choose to disclose on the job. You know, disabilities can be acquired at any time. Um, or someone's um, experience or their um, disability and their needs might kind of ebb and flow. So one day they might feel, you know, 100%. And then the next day there might be a barrier that they face due to a medical condition. So they might disclose in the future. Um my advice there is make sure that you disclose before mm-hmm. per- performance suffers, um, because employers have every right to then you know question performance, mm-hmm. and if performance continues to suffer, then you know they might have to let an employee go. An employer is not going to ask if someone needs an accommodation. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. Um, Reach out or kind of pry for that information. It is up for up to the employee to ask for an accommodation and to educate the employer on their needs. Um, and again, an individual may never disclose because it just may never be needed. Maybe their um, needs are completely met on the job and they're able to fully perform on the job, and they maybe just have an accommodation at home or in the community. So it just depends on the situation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, when I was talking to Pierre, I recently learned that even during the application process, people can disclose a disability, which... Um, I think is great for individuals to know that um, and just help them feel more comfortable as they go along in that application process or job search process, Um, even like needing help filling out the application. So I think that's that's good information for people to know. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that,
2: too. And and others might disclose if they feel that it connects to the work they're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, if they are interviewing for a job. Um, that is human services focused and helping people perhaps telling their story and how someone helped mm-hmm. them could really connect to the work and show that emotional connection to the work so that might be an opportunity to disclose. So it really is just so situation specific
0: mm-hmm.
2: and personal preference, of course.
0: so talking about um, disclosing still, what should the job seeker or employee keep in mind when that happens? Yeah, um
2: so, Researching, research an employer ahead of time, see what, what resources they have available. Um, do they have information on their website for their employees with disabilities? Um, do they um, provide Um, Like, for example, do they have marketing collateral that is inclusive of people with disabilities? Do they kind of show and demonstrate that they support the disability population? Um, So doing research on the company website, um, reaching out to your peers or anyone that you might know who may be familiar with a company to learn more about it. Um, and then just making sure that you are prepared to showcase your skills. And this for this goes for all job seekers, whether you have a disability or not, um, practicing your interview skills mm-hmm. and making sure that you are confident in um your responses in an interview so that you can help the employer feel confident in your abilities Mm -hmm. to perform their job because they're in the end, they're just meeting you for the first time likely. And so how can they feel confident in your ability to do the job if you don't showcase that confidence? So Mm -hmm. that's really important.
0: Yeah, I really like that tip about looking at the website, seeing what types of information or what type of information they have for um, individuals with disabilities, seeing if they're inclusive. Mm-hmm. So that's
2: a great tip. Yeah, so it's kind of looking for some of those subtleties. But also there are websites out there um, with employers who have inclusive hiring programs. Um, Ability Links, for example, is a great resource, um, a job database with employers looking to hire individuals mm-hmm. with disabilities. Um, and we actually partner with them on um, the past few semesters. They do an awesome demo of their platform for us. Um, so keep an eye on our schedule
0: for that. Wonderful. And last question, is there anything else that you want to share um, that you would feel is important? Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um,
2: reach out to others if you have questions or want to practice disclosing, practicing your interview skills, or just getting more information. Don't feel like you have to do the job search alone. Um, Career Services at COD is here to help you as well. So definitely lean into those resources that are available. Um, And again, remember, no one knows you better than you. And remember that you have the skills. If you are in an interview, there's a reason you're there. You have what it takes to get the job.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us, uh, Melissa. We really appreciate all of this wonderful information. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here today.
1: Wow, Michelle, that was a great interview with Melissa. So much content within there.
0: Yeah, she had a lot of great information, and I think um, like the terminology, the laws that she talked about, it's really going to again help our listeners. I think I've been saying that so much, but I feel like a lot of our listeners don't know this information. So anything she could, anything she could talk about is going to be really helpful.
1: Yeah, she laid such a great uh, foundation on these things uh, that we want people to be aware of, and it's been a pleasure on my end to work with Melissa. Mm-hmm. over over these handful of years of just being colleagues, both of us are CRC, Certified Rehabilitation Counselors. So these are things that uh, we've both been you know, studying, trained in and really passionate about. But just to hear her talk about those different laws and not that we need to know the ins and outs, but wanting to know the foundation of that, I think is really helpful. So I think it's great that you were asking about that to Get that information out there, again, just kind of as that foundation Mm -hmm. so then listeners can be a little bit more aware.
0: Yeah, and I've been learning a lot from you all just working in career services about how to help my clients who are, you know, wanting to know more about accommodations and how to disclose. So. Lots of great information.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you just used uh, a word, accommodations, right? That comes up a lot. I'll talk more about that uh, in a moment as we look at a resource, But she was hitting on some key terms, right? Reasonable accommodations. So not just accommodations, but reasonable accommodations. And then how that leads into another important uh, key term of undue hardship for those employers Mm -hmm. to provide that um, and making sure that you can provide or complete the essential functions of the job. So all these uh, important things kind of tie back into together as we're thinking about going through this process, these discussions. So I'd recommend people go back, re-listen to all of it. Definitely those first few uh, questions because that does really, again, lay down that uh, groundwork um, that we want to be aware of.
0: Yeah, and I think it'll help our listeners really um, be able to advocate for themselves and feel empowered when they can talk about their disability and choose when they want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, those are important things when we think of how it has evolved over time. And let's talking about that big change in 2014, mm-hmm. where it went from people not just uh, being able to disclose and always that personal choice that they have. But then this whole idea of self-identifying and then the confusion that that creates mm-hmm. um, when people aren't aware with that job Description or the application and they're filling that out. So being able to understand the difference between those two and how employers do want to be recruiting people with disabilities and hiring people with disabilities, uh, even if it's on a legal requirement to, you know, meet these certain terms, um, you know, whatever it takes to motivate them to accept this diversity, uh, into the workforce. And then hopefully they do realize the value, um, that people with disabilities do bring to the workforce. There's been so many studies, researches out there, of what they do contribute to the workforce. Um, so it's, you know, just great to, again, get some of that foundation and hopefully get listeners feel a little bit more comfortable as they go Through the job search process. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I was just kind of curious, is there anything from listening to the interview that you wanted to add, maybe when you're working with clients, something that you thought of um, with the job search process?
1: Yeah, not so much something to add, because I think uh, Melissa shared so much information, you were able to uh, draw more out of her But a point I do want to emphasize about the timing of Mm -hmm. the disclosure, if someone chooses to disclose, right? So again, being a choice and that timing can happen at any point. Mm -hmm. You know, as you pointed out in that uh, interview, it could be someone needs help with their application. So Mm -hmm. they decide to disclose at that time so they can get an accommodation to help them complete it. So it's really something that they have to decide for themselves. And as Melissa said, and I've heard her say this many times, and I think it's a great thing that we all need to be saying and thinking of, if you met a person with a disability, Mm -hmm. you met one person with a disability, right? Everyone is so unique. All those uh, differences that come from a disability. So maybe it is a disability that shows back up or reincurs for an employer as they recruit, well, they have to look at the individual. They can't look at that disability because it comes out in different ways. So that's Mm -hmm. why understanding the accommodations and what works best for you is so important.
0: Yeah, I really loved when she shared that phrase Mm -hmm. too.
1: One other thing I do want to point out, Melissa did mention ability links. This is a great resource that she said, we've been partnering with them. And if you have been a longtime listener to the podcast, you may remember that they came on, I don't know, last October, a year ago, to talk about the wonderful resource. And if you're looking for that live demo of the platform, as long as you're listening to this beforehand, uh, we will have that happening through the Career Services Center here at College of DuPage on Thursday, October 26th. So I'd recommend anyone listening to this to go register for that. You can register at the Career Services Center website um, and look up our webinar schedule and make sure that you sign up for that special demo to learn more about that resource.
0: Yeah, and that's open to community members, students, and alumni. So even if you don't attend College of DuPage, you can still attend that
1: webinar. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your thoughts, Pierre.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for that wonderful interview and bringing this content to the podcast. And to follow up that wonderful interview with Melissa about the job-seeking process and disclosing a disability, we talked about a resource Ability Links, and I said I wanted to talk more about accommodations, and that really comes to this resource that I want to be highlighting So this resource, uh, as I talk about it, I want you to be aware that it's not just limited to job seekers. It actually has information or content for employers um, that want to learn more about this, uh, this conversation, this topic that includes union representatives. But they can also provide resources for attorneys and legal teams and really anyone that wants to be more aware of disabilities in the workplace. This resource is called Ask Jan, that's askjan.org or a s k j a n.org and Ask Jan is the job accommodation network. This is a go-to website and resource that includes a hotline and a live chat to help understand and navigate disability accommodation conversations. When looking at the website on top of the page, you will see the navigation tabs of employers, individuals, A to Z of accommodations, ADA library, along with a few other tabs related to publications, trainings, and creating a free profile on the site. I want to spend most of the time talking about the A to Z of accommodations tabs, but before doing that, I want to point out if you scroll down on the homepage, you will see a list of upcoming webcasts and training events. Be sure to look at upcoming events and see if anything relates to your interest. Now let's talk about the A to Z of accommodations tabs. This is a wealth of information here, and the site breaks it down into five different areas, by disability, by limitation, by work-related function, by topic, and by accommodation. These different breakdowns or ways of searching can be helpful because not all disabilities are the same, and not all limitations are best addressed in one way. The site does its best to break it down by individual needs. As you click through the different categories and topic areas, the pages may include an overview, the connection to the ADA, how to provide accommodations, questions to ask, links to other related topics, and even identifying different vendors or products that address accommodation needs. Ask Jan should have the information you need regarding any disability accommodation questions. However, if you can't find the information you need, remember the site also provides a hotline number and live chat options. Ask Jan is a wealth of information, so if you need to better understand accommodations and related options, make sure you look at the site. As you explore Ask Jan, I hope you find it helpful, but if you have questions, I encourage you to reach out and ask them. With that said, today's episode does not have a listener's question. However, if you have a question, you can submit it to careerpodcast@cod.edu at cod.edu or on social media at codcareercenter, and you may hear it answered in a future episode.
0: Thanks so much, Pierre. That's a really great resource. Uh, Thank you so much to all of our listeners, too. And special thanks to Melissa for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, We hope you feel better aware of the different components related to job seeking with a disability. Be sure to join us for our next episode as we talk about addressing strengths and weaknesses in an interview.